Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we had a, a really fun week, actually, last week. Yeah. We spoke at SUNY Purchase, which was fun. Shout out to them. We inspired the Ute. We did. We went up there and uh, and we spoke about our careers. I don't know what they were expecting, but we really they did. They were expecting, they were like, wait, you guys have careers? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all the kids were really nice. They took something, something out of what we said, which is cool. Yeah. And then the next night, we went and DJed at the Versus Party. Killed it. it killed it. Murked it. Bodied it. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Uh, Popped off a few shots. Yes, we did, and it was a, our set was uh, Timbaland and and the Neptunes. And yeah. so, I mean, like it's really hard to fuck up, so we didn't. But it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. Yeah, it was it was just awesome. It was great. And now we're in L.A. and uh, we're gonna get into this episode with Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive and. We want to remind everyone that this is not our first episode. No, we've had quite a few episodes. You can catch them all on SoundCloud.com or iTunes. Just search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Make sure to subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend and all that. When do you want to get to this episode? In a second. First, I want to talk about how L.A. has like... The the problem with L.A. is not the heat. Uh Uh-huh. And it's not like the thirst. Uh Uh-huh. I would say like the thirst for like, you know, celebrity like is is pretty bad. Uh Uh-huh. I think that L.A. might have the worst hats. The (laughs) worst... Everybody like, in LA has the worst hats. Really bad hats? Really bad hats. Like, everybody wants to be Future or, like, Fleetwood Mac in 1978. Or Pharrell. Or Pharrell. Of, of 2014? Yeah. 2014 I'm just, Pharrell? I'm just tired of all these hats. <laughs> when do you want to get this episode? I guess now. All right. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Crash Test Dummy, a.k.a. Hard Body. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Player of the Year, a.k.a. Uchiwali Zerbiak. <laughs> I do it now? Now, yeah. now you do yeah. it. Uh, what's up? This is Andrew Barber, um, and I'm the true player from Chi-Town. You know, I got my gators on, I got my, my shades on, I'm ready to go. We're in L.A., baby. Yeah. Let's do it. This is the way it's done, but this is the real. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Andrew, I didn't have that plan, man. I, I, really, <laughs> I really threw an airball on that one. I, I want to do over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> just I'm gonna be- do like I'm gonna do. Wolf, I'm gonna do wolves over. Like, no, this is this was true to life. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you were just able to like, you know, say it how it is. You caught me on the fly. Yeah. You what's me on what's the fly. good, man? It's good. It's nice in L.A. It's real nice. Man, the weather's great. Yeah. Out here hanging out for the Grammys. Totally. Um. So I had to come check you guys out. Listen. Uh, yeah. yeah. In our hometown of Los Angeles, <laughs> all of us are wearing like super dark. Dark shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell we're not like no too well versed with the LA weather. No, we um, don't agree with the sun. No. So first of all, uh, last night we were in the same building, but we didn't see you at the same party. Oh, uh, you were you were photographed with Drake's dad. <laughs> yes, I was. Phil, I was. I had a photo with Drake's father. Last How did night. that happen? We're so jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, what a time, right? Um, that's, it's too bad I didn't see you guys at the party. It was a good party. I don't know where you, I don't, it was a lot of people. There. Well, we so just landed. We, like, drove straight over there. Okay. Um, yeah. And then there was a giant line outside. And there was supposed to be a VIP list, but then there was no list. So we were like, all right, whatever. And I was faced with the same dilemma when I arrived. But but you got in. With Drake's We dad. got in. Yeah. See, but we came in a different entrance, right? So here's the story. We came in a different entrance, and I didn't even know there was that huge line out front. And so we just thought we were going in through... The regular entrance, but we ended up going in a back way. You did some good fella shit right there. Yeah, we we <laughs> we fin- in the we table fin- for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we finessed some secret way in there. And who do I see standing in the hallway by himself? But Drake's dad. And and no one you knew, or no one with you knew who that was. Nobody nobody knew who he was, which is unbelievable. And he was wearing his OVO like owl. Because yeah, at first right? I'm thinking, okay, this is a lookalike. Right. <laughs> like this is a Drake dad there, imposter. There's so many like um like points of reference that he has to go through, like for an imposter. Yeah. Like you have to have the mustache, you right. have to have the glasses, you have to have the hat, the, hat, yeah, yeah, the yeah. OVO sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah. You gotta have the whole thing. But then yeah. I saw the he has that giant OVO chain. That's what I was like, okay, if if this is a fake, I'm gonna get a picture with him regardless. Because <laughs> This is a good fake. Yeah. And that's just, that's, I guess that's how famous Drake is now. You know, you're really famous if your parents are famous. Because Absolutely. Famous. Yeah. So I saw him and I was like, hey, man, can I, you know, get a picture? And I, I handed my camera to my buddy. They had no clue who it was. They're like, who's this, like, old guy that you're taking a picture with? I'm like, that's Drake's dad. And they're like, ah, that's <laughs> And then I, I didn't see him the rest of the night, man. Was he, was he nice? Was he appreciative? He was super cool. That's awesome. Oh, my God. He was like the nicest was guy. Was he ever. with a significantly younger woman? He was solo. <laughs> really? Wow. He was just see, that solo surprises like, me. messing around on his phone. Have you ever seen his Instagram? I gotta check. It. I gotta follow him. I gotta tag him. <laughs> I gotta get my followers up. I need to tag Drake's dad on it, man. But that no, that was cool, man. And um, you know that that was that was all for the gram right there. Totally, I had uh, to do it. My my one big Instagram regret is that we have a Dunkin' Donuts right at the bottom of our building and uh, back in New York. Yeah. 
And one morning I went down there and I was standing online. And I look over and who is standing there but the guy who is the Tupac impersonator. Oh, my God. No way. That is my story. I was getting ready to tell. Go ahead. You finish. No. So, like, <laughs> oh, we've, my God. We've seen him. We've seen him at, like, backstage at Summer Jam. Obviously, like, on the BET Awards when someone, like, was standing. I forget who was hosting. Chris Rock, maybe, was standing in the, uh, in the aisle. And, like, you see at the bottom left hand of the screen the Tupac impersonator is right there. Mm-hmm. And he's standing right there and he has the Tupac jacket on and <laughs> which one did he have on it, no it was like it was of like pictures of tupac like on oh, there yeah. so, and he's got oh, like the wow. bandana, tied and, the bandana. Yeah. and i was like i was like i have to take a picture and i was like is it too rude to do it this early in the morning or have like one of the i don't know baristas or whatever they are yeah. dunkin donuts like you know take a picture and the i dunk ristas the dunk ristas <laughs> and i didn't and and i i regret that like to this day for the last like two or two and a half years. I've had that same regret since November 1st. We were doing an event out here with Red Bull yeah. at the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Mm-hmm. So it was called a Wax on Wax event and they had different DJs on different floors and they hired, since the Wax Museum was already creepy, but they hired <laughs> impersonators that like, cause, you know, they stand there and then they come to life and they were scaring people. Oh my God. So that was really funny watching The day Sunny after Digital. Halloween? Right. <laughs> it was funny like watching Sunny Digital of- <laughs> get scared by these people. It was hilarious. <laughs> And as DJ Drama, he's one of the DJs that I booked for it, was coming in, I saw the Tupac guy. They hired the Tupac guy. And he had on that full... Wait, like, are you sure they hired him or did you just stumble in? Like, <laughs> guess I'm here. Machiavelli has risen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machiavelli has risen. But he, he had on that... He had on like that um, sleeveless vest that oh, he had on his yeah. MTV interview with the white bandana. Look, just, I mean, it looks just like him. Totally. And I was rushing to get uh, Drama in. And I was like, okay, I'll come back to him. And then I didn't see him the rest of the night. I also want to know I what regret this, that. I want to know what this guy does. Like, say the Tupac thing didn't go off, right? And he right. was like, oh, I got this tattoo for nothing. And I'm wearing the bandanas and my mustache like this. Like, if that didn't work out, what does he do when he goes into an interview? He's just like, what has the last uh, 10 years been? It's like, oh, impersonating some other guy. Wait, what do you think his real name is? <laughs> like Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, I was going to say Terry. <laughs> it could. He looked like a Terry. But... Um, <laughs> Add us, add, us, add us on Twitter. Let us know. <laughs> this guy, he's got to be around. We got to, I mean, there's got to be a way we can We should him. have him on the podcast is the real truth. I mean, we want Drake's dad on the podcast. We do. We should put that into the ether. Andrew, since you know put him. Put it out should, there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should have grabbed his number, but maybe you know, if I tag him on the picture, I'll get a like from him or I, something at, like Or that. a follow. I just could, I didn't know why he was there, man. Man. Why who, wasn't he in Toronto? This is a great question. He really yeah, should have been it's an All-Star. All-Star Weekend. It's Drake's like big party. And yeah, it's Drake's Weekend. It's Drake's yeah. All-Star He never really was there for his son. Wow. Wow. Um, all right. So for hey. those people who don't know, Andrew is one of the most influential people in Chicago today and for the past uh, eight eight years. And possibly um, outside Chicago, I would say. Yes. Um, I don't know about that. Outside because, because you run you run Fake Shore Drive, yeah. which has become the hub in not only Chicago, but like all of the Midwest for, for, for hip hop out there. Yep. And... Um, we started out at the same time. Uh, we traded emails and everything. And then we, we got did. to know you um, not too long after. Yeah. And every time you come to New York, we'd like to hang out and say yep. what's up. Uh, you were born where? I was born in Indiana. Okay. Yep. And... Uh, wow! So the truth comes out. The truth I know, comes yeah. out. Yeah, no, that's 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 common knowledge. Yeah, but, yeah. but 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 you, went to, you yeah. went to Indiana yeah. University, True. isn't? And Chicago ends up being that place where like kids from like Indiana or like Minnesota or uh, Missouri, like they sort of end up going to yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of kids in like Boston or like yeah. upstate New York or Washington will go to, we'll go to New, New York. York. Yeah, yeah. If like you go to the Big Ten schools, that's where most of the kids go after college. They'll and end so up in Chicago. How did Fix Your Drive like come to be? Um. Well, my first little foray into the music business was I worked at a radio station in Chicago. Which one? Um, Q101. Okay. It's an alternative rock station. Wow. wow. It's no longer on the air, <laughs> but I interned for like the big morning show guy up there. What was the and morning show like uh, name? Did they have like characters? It was called the Man Cow Show. And they did have- they Oh, did man, have, he's man Cow, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he's like back now. He fell off for a few years. <laughs> and I used to work for- I used to intern for him. He was kind of a dick, but you know, he was like, talk to interns like, hey, intern, go get me a McDonald's. Like, really? He, he was that type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he was successful. I was just an intern at the time. But that so doesn't that was mean like, you can be a dick, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm not into alternative music. I never had been. But it was a it was a shot to, is, to try to get in. Is uh, Man Cow the one who was friends with Hulk Hogan? Uh, no, no, that wasn't. And Hulk Hogan slept. Oh no, that's not the him. Love never mind. Sponge. Love, bu- oh okay. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about the Love Sponge. <laughs> but the Lunch. Yeah, they're all like him. dumb names. Anyway, yep, yep. yeah. So Man Cow and 
So does that mean you would wake up at like, you know, 4.30 in the Some morning? Some days, yeah. If I, was wor- if I was scheduled to have to work on the morning show, I didn't do it every day. I, you would like rotate. So you'd do it like maybe one or two days a week. And then you might have to go do something at night that night for the, for the station. What'd you major um, in at IU? I majored getting in, in coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> getting, getting man cow McDonald's. No, at IU I managed in uh, uh, SPIA, School of Public and Environmental Affairs, which was actually called the School of Partying and Easy A's. That's what people <laughs> call it. <laughs> and then I had a music minor. Okay. Because I was taking so many music classes. Yeah. Um, that I, you know, the the counselor or whatever you want to call it said, you know, you could you could take a minor, you could get a minor in this. So I had to take a couple of theory classes. So, you know, I don't use anything with my major. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think most people really do. Well, what, what would you have used it right. for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it is. Major key. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, so I, you know, I do use my, my, uh, minor. Yeah. So, so minor key. So did you know Mark Cuban? I did not, but I would see, I've seen him around. You, you would catch him. Like he would come to IU and go to the different bars, different bars. Yeah. And, Cause he used to own one of the bars. Really? He owned a bar you when mean he was own, in college. Like, yo, he was always there. <laughs> yeah. Right. He owned, <laughs> no, but he would come in and he would be cool and he'd like buy everybody, you know, he would buy everybody shots at the really? bar and then he would like, you know, come in and do a thing and then leave. Man. But I, I'd seen him around. Over Just like Drake's dad. Just like Drake's dad. <laughs> but he, Drake's dad's easier to get a picture with. <laughs> so, um, wait, did you have any good basketball years while you were at IU? Yeah, man. Um, when I was a sophomore was when Bobby Knight got fired. Wow. Yeah, great year. Great year for right? Bobby. <laughs> but that was crazy because the kids rioted on campus. Yeah. And so, like, you know, people look, college kids, I guess, just look for any excuse to 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 cause mayhem. Sure. Yeah. At least at, like, a Big Ten school. Well, it wasn't happening crazy. for IU football. No, 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 no. It wasn't so, happening. I went to Boston University. It wasn't happening for BU football either. No. We yeah. didn't even have you didn't football have program, team. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, and then they riot. They tore the, you know, they had the, the Showalter Fountain where they have the fish, and they ripped the fish down, and people were like turning all it was crazy it was, it was <laughs> wild to see people like so fake upset that bobby knight got yeah. fired and then you guys went to the, the championship yeah. yeah we went to the finals against uh maryland and got beat shout out to uh jared jeffries yeah right yeah, yeah the homie <laughs> that's that's my guy i mean i used to um you know see all those guys around and and party with them on campus and stuff Man. a long time ago. uh wait, wait wait is there a statue of limitations on on his on jared jeffries uh jeffries partying uh you know I, <laughs> <laughs> i've seen some basketball players get thrown out of parties before but i'm not i won't say who but you know they were always the the basketball players on campus were treated like gods yeah you know they were treated like bigger than life you know now it's kind of funny looking back because not not a lot of them ended up going to the uh, nba or whatever jared jeffries was the was the big guy who else was uh, eric gordon there um, or was that after you left that was after i left okay i think that was the year or two after i left aj moye jeff yep. newton yep was there um tom coverdale was a was a pretty big player when i was there so it was a lot of people but i'm not a big sports fan okay so i'm not like the 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 best person to ask about <laughs> sports anything so i can rattle off a few names but like i am not the 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 you know the almanac if but, you will but you decided right after college to go to chicago yeah, I had lived there before. Oh, okay. um, I got out of school. So um, after I graduated, I went up there and I took a job in TV advertising sales, which wasn't really, you know, my thing. I liked it. It was a good job and everything. But I thought that was a way that I could kind of get into the entertainment business. Uh, but I didn't, you know, at that time, you don't realize that. There's you know, walls between departments. Right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> church and state. Right. Yeah. So if you are, um, you know, in the ad sales department. That's like in the creative department, they hate each other because yeah. the, the ad sales people are saying, make it safer, especially FX. That was a t- the network that I work for They're you know, ad sales, like make it safer so we can sell more ads. And they're like, no, screw you. We want to make it edgy. Um, so I did that for a while. And then I just kind of started doing fake short drive on the side. Um, so and, and, I, and you kept that FX job for like years. Yeah, I had it for a long. I was running it from my desk. Yes. Much. So how quickly did it did it uh, come to be that your coworkers knew what you were doing? Um, <laughs> that's when it, it kind of got weird. Um, I, the, what happened was uh, the Chicago Reader, which is a big like weekly uh, newspaper publication in Chicago, obviously, they did a feature on me. Yeah, and that was like the first time I'd ever had anybody do any press on me. I had to go do a photo shoot. Right, and um, it was distributed like throughout. You know, it's on every newsstand. It's everywhere in the news boxes throughout the city. And the day that the cover came, I wasn't on the cover, but I had like a three page spread and, um, somebody called, somebody tipped my boss off, like at a, at a creative agency. They were like, look, you're, this is your guy. Is this your guy that works for you? (laughs) Like, he's like a, like a 
rap blogger like this guy yeah and he called me in his office and i thought i was about to get fired he's like shut the door i'm like okay so they looked up my traffic they looked up all the stuff they realized that i've been you know running this website from the the fox servers (laughs) for the past four years but then he he was he was super cool he didn't he was like man this is cool i'm really proud of you this is awesome and then fx bought ads and then fx (laughs) sponsored the chief keith mixtape yeah yeah. Yeah, but that was pre that that i've been gone from that for like five years now but um yeah, I left before the site really kind of took off and went, you know, nationwide. So, okay, so yeah. so you you start it and you know that you're going to do niche Midwest, specifically Chicago yeah, rap. Yeah, I mean, because I was going to all these shows every week. You know, I've I've been an avid hip hop fan since I was a very very young child. Prove it. <laughs> I, I can't. I can prove it. I, I can. What do you What do you want? What kind of evidence do you need? All I know is that you worked in an alternative radio station. <laughs> um. Okay, so where were we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about how, uh, oh, how you decided to be like that Midwest oh, right. guy. So I was going to all these shows and all these events and stuff. And at the time, unless you were Kanye, Common, Lupe, or Twista, you weren't getting any nationwide recognition whatsoever. Right. Like the blogs, that's when the, the blogs kind of first started popping up. And that's when like the double XL blogs, which you guys talked about on the Sycamore yeah. show like, yeah, yeah. with him. Like that's when all those blogs started to come to prominence. Like Byron Crawford was pretty sure. big. Not right. Obviously not right. You know, SK. Yep. Um, and, you know, Nas was around at, at that point. He mm-hmm. was blogging. Um, that's N-O-Z. N-O-Z, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Nasty Nas. But, <laughs> um, you know, those were like the sites that I really frequented at the time. Um so what, wait, and what, I was like, man, you know what? I can, I can write about this type of stuff. What's happening here? Because you know the cool kids were really hot at the time, and like the Treaty Crew guys were hot, and Bump J was around, and they weren't getting any coverage nationwide. They were like on nothing. Like they might get a blurb on AllHipHop.com or something like right. that. And I'm like, this is crazy because you know out of town rappers would come in and do shows, and they would be like empty or half full. Whereas the cool kids would have like a four block line to get into one of their shows. And I'm like, there's way too much cool stuff happening in the city. And this, this scene should be bigger than what it is. And so I just kind of started writing about it and I built it up brick by brick uh, Uh, like that. Eric's going to bring up the fact. Yeah. He just pointed at me. Uh, Eric's <laughs> yeah. going to bring up the fact that I thought that... Um, well, we, we, we this past week, we spoke at SUNY Purchase, mm-hmm. um, and the first time we met Kaz uh, from The Stashed was when he was an undergrad at SUNY Purchase, and he had booked Drake and the Cool Kids to perform at their big like spring weekend thing. Wow. And I made the bold declaration that... The cool kids were going to be bigger than Drake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at the time, there was an argument for that. It well, was I a valid argument. Also, I think that their sound is actually bigger than Drake now. I think yeah, their oh, sound they're, has... they're the most influential. Yeah. I think that they don't get enough credit. Chuck and Mike are great. Great, yeah. great friends, great guys. They don't get their credit for what they did. You know what they say? You know, um, you know, pioneers get slaughtered, settlers flourish. Type for of sure. Thing. And they were first with that whole retro tight pants a lot of the drums that you hear now are, are still relevant. It's stuff that they were doing, you know, 10 years ago. Is is Chuck living out here now? Chuck lives in L.A. now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Chuck is dope. Yeah. Chuck is dope. <laughs> but those guys, man, they, they were really creative. And there was a whole scene going on there in Chicago that the outside world didn't know about. You know, with Hollywood Holt, who's Holt now on Good Music, and and, and Mano, who's, mm-hmm. you know, used to be Kanye's DJ, did yep. the Weekends of the Hills, which is seven times platinum. And, <laughs> you know, there's a, a lot of the, there was a lot of that kid's sister was really popular at the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think she was dating A-Track then. That's yeah, that's right. And so there was that whole like connection. And so that was like a really hot scene. And they had lines and lines with people and, you know, people wanted to dress like them. And these guys were really influential. And I'm like, the outside world needs to see what's going on. So did you start it on a, on a blog spot? Yeah, or? It was, it was, <laughs> yes, it was fakeshoredrive.blogspot.com. Man. And how'd you come to be Fakeshore Drive? Man, it just popped in my head one yeah. day. It really did. Everybody asked me, and it's it's kind of been a gift and a curse because it's a it's a really catchy name, but it's controversial. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is, but people are like, what does fake mean? What are you saying? Are you saying right, we're fake? Right, and this right. and that. And, you know, not that's not wasn't my intention at all. It's just Lakeshore Drive is, is like the most popular and famous, you know, uh, road in, in, in Chicago. So I just... Named it after that, so I knew people wouldn't forget it. It should have mm-hmm. been Drake Shore Drive. Wow. wow, it could be Drake Shore Drive. <laughs> it could be. Uh, and just uh, to to jump ahead years later, um, there were like there were some people who didn't like what you were doing, and didn't they call themselves like real real Shore, Shore Drive? Drive? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I checked I checked that out a couple months ago. That site is still uh, that site is still there. It's called Real Shore Drive, mm-hmm. and they were um, you know offering a, a different outlook on things Listen, if, you, shore drive. You, if, if you ain't got no haters you ain't popping right, right? and there was also a fuck fake shore drive oh really yeah mm-hmm. well how'd that work out 
Pretty um, good. Our sales are up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was fake, uh, you know, fake Instagram. There was been a lot of lot of stuff uh, in Chicago, and you know, at the time there wasn't any other blog doing that, and others have come, but now there's like probably twenty or thirty different like Chicago oriented or Midwest oriented blogs. Well, so okay, so how? What was the what was the first thing that really popped off for you though for Fake Shore Drive? Like, what was the first post that really got traction and you were like, this is something that I can build upon? You know, one of the early things that I had that nobody else had, because that was the thing. What was my edge? Because there was a lot of rappers in Chicago, but there was only a few that the outside bloggers kind of cared about at that time early on. Like, of course, they cared about people within the Kanye circle. So like, you know, GLC and Really Doe and, and, and Mickey Halstead and those guys kind of around that Rhyme Fest at yep. the time. City, you know, City Alderman. That's right. City Alderman. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And so those guys would send me songs. And I, I, you know, had relationships with them. At first, they kind of were like, oh, who's this guy? You know, what, what are you trying to do? Because mm-hmm. that was still a weird time. Like, 07 was kind of still weird, especially in Chicago, because people were still trying to sell physicals. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, no, I want you to send, send me this, and I will put it on the website. And they're like, what? You want me to get my music <laughs> away for free? You want to put it online? So people didn't really get the – it took a while. But to answer your question – um, one of Lupe's old producers gave me like 20 unreleased Lupe songs that nobody else had in the world. And this was like, Oh eight. Wow. And I, I posted them like yeah. one by one. I would post one. What was, and this was Lupe's reaction? I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill me when I saw that because, you know, people might think what Lupe is a joke or a punk or whatever, but Lupe is not a punk. No, Lupe right. is a thorough cat, triple black belt. Plugged in dude in Chicago. Now, you don't, he will kick and push he, your yeah. intestines in. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, one of the things, one of the reasons why we're successful, I think, and one of the reasons why you're successful is because all three of us go out to events. Right. We show our faces. Mm-hmm. We're not like hiding behind an anonymous like egg on Twitter or anything yeah, like nope, that. Nope. So you put these songs up on your site and then you actually go out and you could run into Lupe. And I did. And I did run into him. And I don't know what I, I was crazy back then. <laughs> he was he was doing like a Coca-Cola daytime concert um, at the Park West, which is a pretty famous venue in Chicago. And this is Lupe like right after the cool. Yeah. So it's the cool Lupe, Lupe peak Lupe. Like when he's like, yeah, people were like, like, it was like, like flow, he that, opened yep. for Kanye. Like, yeah. on, I mean, and this is like when like kind of like how J. Cole is now where you go to one of his shows and there's a you know, 10 block line down the street and people were going crazy trying to get in. That's like how, what Lupe was like. He was, he had the craziest fans and I got a chance to interview him. And I don't know why I, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm about to interview him. And I, and I walked up to him and he was sitting there and I'm like, they were like fake short drive. You're next. And Lupe was like, fake short drive. That's you. That's you. <laughs> he was, and he's, he grabbed his guy. He's like, yo, aunt, this is the dude that's been leaking all my stuff. And like, I was like holding the camera. My hands were like shaking. And I was like, man, but he laughed about it. He was like, I know where you get them from. It's all good. Wow. He's like, at least I don't have to drop a mixtape. And I interviewed him when I put it online. And so after we've been cool ever since. That's awesome. And yeah. that did numbers for you. That did numbers. Like, yeah, because I could get on other blogs. You know, what I used to do was I would try to find exclusives so I could get on other blogs and they would link back to me. So people would see what's fake short drive and then and then click back to it. Sure. You know, because the whole goal at the time was just to try to get like a link back on not right. Yeah. Which is where I found you. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> right. 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 Well, so shout out to SK, man. He really yeah. is the, the he's blog the, father. He, the he blog really father. is, man. For real. Yeah. It was between getting link backs and being on someone's blog role. Remember that, that was, was the thing? it. Dude, yeah. and I used to hit up like I remember hitting Mike Wax and those oh, guys sure. early yep. on. Like and then you guys hit me up. Yeah. Like, let's get on the let's, let's switch it up. And and, you know, well, you remember when on not right when they had like he would put the hard links in the corner. Yeah, they weren't like posts, but like you could click on them. Those were like the big traffic getters. Like if you could get on that, like, totally. Yeah. And and um, you know, this is all pre social media, mm-hmm. so it was a different era. You it, guys were around. We were all around yeah, at that yeah. time. It was a diff. The blog game was way different. Way different. Um, Mike Wax is a fascinating story too. Like yeah. his whole like career shift because he went out to Chicago. He was to in Columbia. Chi- he was in Chicago then too. Yeah, Him and, and Mike Carson. And yeah, yeah. And the two of them. Well, so so Mike Wax had been doing Ill Roots since like high school, right? I mean, since they were like babies. Yeah, <laughs> since like, he was, really. Like they were like sixteen or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then he went out to college, and then during their freshman year, they dropped out, like Mike Carson and Mike Wax, mm-hmm. to go, like... They were working at RSVP Gallery, yeah. which yeah. is Don C. and Virgil's shop in Chicago, and they they were just, like, interning and working there. The next thing you know, they're, like, on the road with Kanye, and, like, they're they're running around with, you know, Big Sean and everything. It was... It, 
It was crazy. I remember at Big Sean's listening party for Finally Famous, they had done all the video work behind him. And that was one of the best, we say this all the time, but it's one of the best uh, listening sessions we've ever, ever been to, partially because they turn off all the lights and they sit you down and you're just focused on the stage where Big Sean is up there rapping his songs. Yeah, because most listening parties, nobody actually listens to the music. Nobody. You're just there to like <laughs> network and be like, yo, be who's seen. that person? Like that person sucks. The, that, that's, all, that's all listening. They're a joke. Yeah, They're yeah. not a real thing. No. no. And like, especially the time when Kendrick came to Chicago to play Good Kid, Mad City, and he stormed off because people were talking. He yeah, was playing nobody, the album. Nobody listened to Kendrick's. Uh, I, I was at the, we were at the New York New one. York one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they got pissed. They were like, they left. They took off. So that's usually how it goes at the yeah. listening session. But but now you I have. still haven't listened to Kendrick's album. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't heard it. <laughs> Actually, whenever whenever it plays, you just talk through it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, but this is what we're supposed to do. But that was a cool time, man. That was like the wild, wild west kind of. And we all, you know, all these those people that were around early, like the two dope boys, yeah. and they all kind of had a you know camaraderie, low key, and yep. everybody Miss Info. Info. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool time. So, so was there ever a point where you were like, uh, "This is just too much"? Like, I'm getting too many people trying to hit me up, trying to put their stuff on, and, and yeah, were you trying to please everybody, or were you like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a gatekeeper and be like," I had to do that because you know. It, it, there's three million, four million people that live in Chicago, and like half of those people are rappers. <laughs> you know, because it's a, it, you know, it's a, especially after Chief Keef blew up, because then it was like everybody was a rapper. Well, right? no, it was like every, everybody thinks that they can rap. Yeah. yeah, they were like, oh, if he can do it, if he can do it, <laughs> then I can do it. And all these other kids got famous, so everybody. Yeah. That's what really kicked it off. But, um, you know, at the time. There wasn't, there was a, it was a smaller community of rappers and people actually kind of had to go to studios still at that time. Mm -hmm. And people cared more about lyricism and their product. But then, you know, the, the, once the, the, the technology caught up with the kids, it completely changed the scope of the city. Well, so how does Chief Keef come on your radar? Um, or was it just so unavoidable that it was just like, oh shit. Like, wasn't it the world star video that really kicked it off? That was the, I'd heard his name. You know, I knew that he had a thing, but when I first heard it, I didn't think it was very good. I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Because it was so, (laughs) I didn't, I immediately, I didn't think bang was a great song. Mm -hmm. That was like his first video that had like a million views that D gain shot. I thought the video was like terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was like, not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) If you go back and look at that video now, like you're, it's crazy. Um, there's a lot of people in it that are no longer alive, and some of the people that are in it aren't even friends anymore. And it's just, it, it's just like a, it was a moment in time. And you know, I the, after the World Star video, that's what kind of really kicked it off. And then I reached out to him to Keith's people, and we kind of struck up a little relationship. And they used to send me all the music early on. So before any of the other sites were posting it, we were the only website covering Chief Keith and Little Dirk and. Fredo and Little Reese and all those other guys. King Louie. King Louie. King Louie was even before then. King Louie, it was like kind of at the time, it was like L.E.P. Bogus Boys. Oh, yeah. Um, and King Louie were like the two hot street rappers. Before that, it was Bump J, who went to prison. He's still in prison. He should be out soon. But um, those were like the hot street rappers. Right. And then you had like, you know, the the people doing the more, not backpack, but a little more, you know. Common. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And um, the, the, when Keith came, there was nothing like it. It just took over everything. He was the most yeah. polarizing person I've ever covered in the history of Fake Shore Drive, for sure. Did you ever see the video? I'm sure you did. The video of uh, him tearing up his front yard yes. on dirt bikes. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> um, a very nice area where that is. I was, <laughs> I, I, if I was his neighbors, I would have just been like watching this. I can't, listen, in that, that area, you wouldn't even believe that he, I can't even believe that they let him do that. Like, in that where it is, there's like old people next door. It's just the most quiet, like, little neighborhood area. Yeah. And he just was tearing it up on his four-wheeler. Um, so what, crazy. So, so, like, the entire backyard was dirt. But, yes. Chief, so Chief Keefe is the, is the, like, the, the line in the sand, right? It's sort of like, it was, it's, it's pre-Chief Keefe and, and, and it was, everything's post-Chief Keefe. So, all the record labels come running in, right? Dude, that that was 2012 was a, was probably the craziest time. That was the craziest year for sure. And because it was the, a complete shift, it was a it was a culture shift. Do all the labels come to you and yep. say who's popping? Everybody. And they, well, every, at first it was you know the the Keith thing was so crazy because he didn't have to pay his dues, 
And that's like one of the things that people really hold on to in hip hop. Sure. Like you got to pay your dues. You got to be in the, in the background, the underground for this long to be doing this. And so he, but he jumped over all these guys. Mm -hmm. He was the Kobe Bryant. Right. Yeah. (laughs) He came. And then the next thing you know, he's the hottest guy in the city and everybody, he's getting blown up. He's getting blog coverage. People have been trying for years to get on, you know, complex, like they're covering him every day. And it's like chief keep becomes this phenomenon. And so all the, like kind of the older people hated him. Mm Mm-hmm. They hated Keith. They hated what he stood for. They thought it was bad for the scene. Yep. Um, some of the arguments might have been correct, you know, uh, violence and the 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 gang stuff, but dirt bikes, the dirt bikes, <laughs> and Keith really just changed everything, right? And so the label started calling um, almost immediately, and they were like, "Hey, we know you know Keith. We know you know his manager. Can you put us in contact with him? Can you help us sign him?" You know, they started doing the little, "Well, hey, you know, if you help us sign him, we might give you a little, you know, little <laughs> job, or maybe you know, we can get you a, you know, a little label. Maybe right. you know, they were making all these fake promises, whatever. Yeah. Fake sure promises. Fake sure mm-hmm. promises, <laughs> right? Um, and the whole time they were like, "Well, if we can't get Keith, who else can we get?" And so that's when, like, I called it the gold rush. There was like twelve <laughs> artists that got signed that year from Chicago. Like they were just giving anybody a deal. Yeah. All the while, while that's happening, you know, I'm telling them, hey, look, I know these guys are, these guys are great and what they're doing is, is awesome, but you also need to pay attention to like Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. this kid Chance, uh, Rocky Fresh, mm-hmm. um, Vic Mensa. Then all of a sudden they started getting the interest too. But they, at that first, they weren't really interested in, in those guys. It was all drill. They just wanted drill, drill, drill. But also LEP benefited off that, didn't they? LEP really kind of set it off for all those kids because they changed the game as far as the you um, straight to YouTube high cinematic value, uh, really good music videos because yeah. they used to have Kude and Chike do all their just videos. Just gonna say that, yeah. And so they had the really good videos yeah. and they started getting a lot of New York love. People in New York liked them, and they used to have these crazy listening parties in Chicago, which you guys, yeah, you guys know about um, when they used to fly like all the journalists in, sure, yeah. which would nobody ever had done that. Well, I'd never seen that before, and like all the radio personalities and everybody would come in so yeah i remember everybody coming in for a uh lep bogus boys uh shoot or a uh, video or whatever listening. listening party yeah, yeah and then uh they went to r kelly's house like immediately after yeah. it was like the weirdest weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. all of my new york friends and i was like why was i not invited to this <laughs> how you- did i not go to r kelly's house how did you not <laughs> i've been invited but i was out of town really i was out of town i got invited That's a good to- alibi yeah i know right have I- you ever met robert I've been around him. Wow. I've been around him, but I've never like played basketball him. against him. No, but I know a lot of people who have. I know a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of funny R. Kelly stories indirectly, but it, I can't tell him. Did you, of, did because you, of NDAs. Did you yeah. post the, um, the gangster grills that he did? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was a ridiculous gangster grills. Um, but you know, I don't, I, I think he has a, he lives in the Trump tower now. Oh, is that right? So I used to see, you could see him at like restaurants, but then I heard he moved to Atlanta. So I don't really see him that much anymore. I so haven't seen him around. What, what Chicago rappers are still moving around the city right now and keep it like really Chicago for whatever that means. Like is who still lives there? I think does Chance uh, still live there? Yeah. Chance, King Louie yeah, does. Chance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Katie probably does. Of course. Does yeah. Dirk? Um, Dirk lives here now. Okay. Dirk lives in LA now. Gotcha. Keith lives in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those guys keep places there. Um, Herb and Bibby still have places there. I mean, I think they live there most, but a lot of people are just on the road. Yeah. So you never really know. Okay. Do you think it's important for a Chicago artist to maintain some sort of Chicago roots in order to make their music like true to themselves? I mean, I don't necessarily think so. Kanye has been gone for, hasn't lived in Chicago since, you know, the well, early 2000s. And that's something I want to talk about. Um, I wonder how what, Kanye. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just this guy. Not that he hasn't been talked about enough. <laughs> no, right. Way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll get to his record in, in a little bit, but I, I do want to say, wasn't it like last year where he showed up on the sideline of a bulls game? Yeah. Totally. Like a, and it ruined the game. And and bulls choked. Because yeah, of it. they weren't used to having <laughs> celebs. You know, in Chicago, like the athletes are the big celebs. There's not a lot of big celebs that live in Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a few that are in and out, but like that totally threw off the bat. The energy, everybody was just watching Kanye because he's <laughs> such a you know it's Kanye. Yeah. yeah. So so how does but how does Chicago feel about about their native son? They go crazy. It's still. when Kanye's in town. It's it's mayhem. R- radio well, stations still love him. I mean, I don't think he goes to the radio. Of course, they love him. Everybody loves him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he. No I'm matter what he, he does. That, like, I don't understand this line of question. Everybody loves Kanye. Well, like, no, or, I, or everybody pays attention to Kanye, even if they don't love him. Well, right. that's, I thought that Chicago had this sort of like love-hate relationship with him where they were like sort of sour on him recently. That's just the feeling that I got. And I don't know if that's fair or not. Um, You know, I think a lot of people had gripes 
right, wrong, or otherwise, that he didn't they, he didn't help. They they thought that he didn't do enough to help the artists in Chicago, right. which now we can see he definitely has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he put Chance on two songs on the album, and he had Vic on the album. Put yeah. Vic and on, and he's shouting out Timbuktu. And right, he's, right, yeah. right. Um, he may not be around that much, but he's still very connected. I mean, his last album he had King Louie on, and, yep. and you Keith, know, and-, and he brings all all his old guys. Not so much, you know, maybe on this album, I don't know, but GLC still writes for him. Mm-hmm. Really dope, Malik Youssef, Rhymefest, Lupe. Like he has all those guys writing for him and, and working for him. So and he flew Chop out to um to Paris, right? He flew him out to Paris. So yeah. he definitely has helped a lot, a lot of people. And just the Kanye effect. I mean, think of all the Did other Kanye people that ever are, help you. No. No, not directly. He helped Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did help me. He did help. I mean, I've hung around with Kanye a couple times and he's always been cool. Mm. He shows love. I know he's, you know, he knows about the site and he's he's paid respect to to what we we do, but you know, I don't have a lot of time with him, but I've yeah. been around him and um, you know, Don C and Virgil and you know, uh, all these other guys that are around him have all I've been they've mm-hmm. all been incredibly successful. I feel like our blo- our, our, our podcast would get like a lot of heat if you would just start a, a beef with him. If I just start airing, that's what yeah. you were hoping for. You were hoping yeah. I'd start airing, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, how I got, come how come Kanye hasn't helped Fake Shore Drive? Why yeah. did Kanye not put Fake Shore Drive on KanyeUniversity.com's blog roll? I wasn't on the blo- I wasn't on the blog roll, but they had did link back to me. That's, that's that was up. a big deal getting link, a link back on Kanye University. Yo. Oh yeah. What you a know, blog. That you was know awesome. Nation from Not Right? Yeah. He was the only person that was on the blog roll yeah because it was wmds.wordpress i think yeah. com yeah so who do we ever figure out who actually ran that who was the ghost blogger no there were a lot of rumors there were rumors i can we say or yeah uh, it wasn't marcus troy rumor, yeah rumor i remember hearing it. that yeah. um and i forget who else nation was rumored but it wasn't him i don't think and i don't know he put him on the blog roll. <laughs> yeah nation's good people man he, he's awesome. yeah. nation. not right yeah. um so okay so uh the kanye album and talk about listening parties, by the way. The fact that he had his listening party at Madison Square Gardens. Did you guys go? No, we didn't. Uh, we were we were speaking at SUNY Purchase at the oh, time. Okay. Yeah, we had to speak to the Ute. That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> had to touch the our Ute. brother, our brother Dan went. It's the real love the kids. That's yeah. right. Uh, our brother Dan went, and um, he oh said man. it was very loud. He said it was yeah. really loud. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but to have your listening party there. Um, and it's a fashion show, and it's a Thursday at four o'clock, and you basically sell the place out. <laughs> yeah. Is amazing, outstanding. And you play everything off an ox court. It's crazy, and then be like, but, uh, anybody else want to perform? By the way, uh, young really thought, hard yeah. to watch the Bulls play when he's playing his fucking album. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. When Kanye's um, in the building, no, the, right. nobody can play the game. But, yeah. but um, I had just landed here in LA. Yeah. I had just got in, and I just got to my buddy's place where I was that at that day. Um, and I couldn't get it to play. It was a title. It was like yeah, Frozen. And they were good. saying like 20 million people were trying to watch that at one time. Which, yeah. great for title, bad for everybody. Ba- you know, I just don't <laughs> know if they had the infrastructure yet to, yeah. to handle all that. But it's crazy, dude. Kanye, he can go crazy and whatever people want to say. But right. like he still has so, control yeah. of everyone. And yeah. here's and here's my thing. Um, uh, we, we obviously didn't get to see the title thing live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff had a rip of it of the of the live event and listening to those songs then i was like oh man this is sort of setting me up for for disappointment i don't know how this is going to sound whatever whatever listening to the actual album this morning mm-hmm. and look i've listened to one and a half by the way times. it has not come out uh legally yet <laughs> <laughs> but i have i have heard it yes um yeah. i think i think a magazine publication might have sent us all the rips yeah <laughs> i so am well, i'm not gonna snitch <laughs> i am <laughs> i am i was so pleasantly surprised and i think it's such an excellent piece of work i'm so like thrilled with what he's done yeah i've only been able to run through the um um the official real album a couple and it sounds much better than than when i was hearing at madison square for sure yeah and also how cool is it that he kept adding on stuff after the listening just you can't give a guy like kanye like that type of freedom you just gotta (laughs) be like no we need this we need this date now and i love the fact that everyone's like oh my god it's only 10 tracks and then it ends up being 18 yeah 18 tracks and and with a max b interlude crazy that's amazing and shouts out to mike dean uh for for putting this whole thing together and mixing and mastering and the whole thing because it sounds just outstanding mm-hmm. I, really I can't does. wait to spend more time with it. i know because when I, when I listen to it at the madison square um event nothing none of those songs really grabbed me upon mm-hmm. first listen like not like the first time you heard you know can't tell me nothing or oh good life mm-hmm. or through the wire like when you heard it and you were like yep. i have to start this over but now that i've yeah have the real i, I feel differently about for sure it. Mm-hmm. um i think 
You know what I really liked from the uh, from the rip, and maybe it's just because like the sound hasn't doesn't differ too much from the uh, MSG stream. But I love the I like the old Kanye, and uh, like that. I think that's so great. It's too. so great. Yeah, like that's very him. Uh, what I was that's thinking funny. too um, during the during the first listen of it was the fact that like he's he's almost at this point of another era. You know, we live in this Drake time right mm-hmm. now, Definitely. where Drake can do something, and when he did the the Meek Mill this. We were in a club that night, and everybody knew all the lyrics. And I can't say that. You know who def- didn't know all the lyrics? Meek Mill's publicist. Hey, <laughs> he was not happy. So was he uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, he was just like, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you know, we, we it's it's this era now where it's like people can memorize these lyrics, and it's 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 punchline, 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 and. <laughs> Just jumped over, jump out. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but for for Kanye, I feel like it's not the same, and especially with this project, it sounds more like things where it's like you're gonna have to listen to it a lot. You're not gonna know all the lyrics, but it's about the feeling of it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of this Drake era now that Kanye gets to jump back into. Do and I I tweeted this the other day, and let me know if you guys agree with me. If we fave it, yeah. <laughs> if you fave it, you can go ahead and fave it now. But I kind of think that this is very parallel, Drake and Kanye, to Wayne and Jay-Z in, like, 2007. You know uh, what I mean? I would agree. Like, Drake's the... But even though Drake's been around for a long time, he's still the young guy, and, like, Kanye's the guy now. Kanye's right. still the guy, yep. but here's Drake, and Drake's like, no, this is the same thing that Wayne did. Yeah. At and, the time. and even though Drake said that he's the new Hove. Right. You know? Right, right, right. But I think that, um, you know, it, it is Drake's time, but Kanye can still... When he wants to, when he wants to shake up everything, he can still shake up everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you roll with the Kardashians, you'll be able to do that because <laughs> the Kardashians have been popping since the '90s. I mean, let's you know, let's be clear. Yeah, I saw the OJ miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. They've been popping since on the ni- FX on FX. <laughs> and let's not forget that like Bruce Jenner was getting shout outs on Con- on Tupac albums in '96. So they've been popping forever. <laughs> They've been popping forever. So. Not not the not the fake Tupac. <laughs> not the fake Tupac. We gotta find him. The real Tupac. We gotta find him. Um, we need to go back to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you're also out here pretty regularly. Yeah, I've been in LA. I'm a, I used to be in New York a lot. That's why I used to hang out with you guys. Right, in New right, York yeah, totally. Time. So here's here's a question. Yeah, you've gone Hollywood. You, <laughs> literally. Where are you? Where are you in 2016 with Fake Shore Drive? Because you have this pull to the left coast. You have this pull to New York. You, yeah. it's. It's it's bigger than just the city, but how do you Eric stay? Says you're turning your back on Chicago. <laughs> how, do you, how do you stay true to Chicago? Oh man, I, you know I still live there. Yep. I still live. I still live in Chicago. You, you own and, property there. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> and um, you know I live in Chicago, and I'm still the you know I, we're still breaking artists. We're still finding new artists every year to break, and we're still highlighting what's happening there. But now we've you know we, over the past couple of years we've started expanding to cover the whole Midwest mm-hmm. because in my opinion the whole Midwest has been completely underserved in hip hop. Mm-hmm. The South used to cry about oh we. We don't get respect. We've never had our time. But the Midwest really has never had a moment. Yeah. We've had some, we have some of the biggest stars from Kanye to Eminem to Nelly and to Ray Cash (laughs) (laughs) to the Doughboys Cash Out. You know, there's a lot of really talented people in the Midwest. So that's why we kind of wanted to cover uh, more of what's happening in the, the whole the whole region. And, um, you know, with that being said, we now have the radio show on Shade 45, mm-hmm. um, which is drive, amazing, which is cool. Ty, shout out to Ty, who, yep. mm-hmm. you know, he does the first hour. Then we have a guest sure. DJ uh, from, you know, around the region come in and do the guest set for the second half, Yep, which is really cool because um, that was a hard thing to get people to to believe in. Hey, we want to do, you know, first it was like, let's do a Chicago show. But they're like, no, no, <laughs> too dangerous. <laughs> they just, you know, I don't think people think there's enough. A lot of people may not think there's enough talent there right. because there is bias. There's coast bias. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's just how it is. If it's not in a lot of people think if it's not L.A. or New York, it's not popping. Believe me, New York is the only thing that's popping. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If you get this is the, true. Like, that's why French Montana doesn't extend really past the Hudson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he was only popping in New York. Um, shout out to Ron Stewart, by the way. Ron Stu, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you guys know Ron. That's you guys guy. know Ron Stu. And shout out to Ron Mills at yep. Shade 45 for believing yep. in us and give us a chance. Because totally. It was, this is like two years in the making, and I'm so happy that they let us, you know, try this out. Totally. And so what's, what's next for Fake Short Drive? Um, you know, we, we're doing a lot more events, mm-hmm. a lot of concerts and things like that. We've been working with Red Bull yep. for the past four years on Sound Select, which is a, a program that they're doing where they kind of nurture and help promote new talent. And we do shows. We're going to hopefully start doing them around the world and, and doing them in different places. Um, you know, just growing the brand, uh, trying to expand and do more things because, you know, I, I don't want to say blogs are dead, 
But <laughs> I think the blogs have changed. They have yeah. changed. It's not what it, it's not as important as it used to be. So right, you know, and I, a lot of people have fallen off. So you know, you have to expand and do other things, um, including us. We're not updating our blog anymore. No, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not no. like it was. I, no, I agree. it's not. It's not. Um, okay, so another thing that uh, that you are a part of is the Grammy uh, committee. Yep, yep, yep. Sure. Um, secretary. So, I'm the secretary of the Midwest chapter. Uh, really? What, what, yes. what does that in- entail? Do you take the minutes? <laughs> I actually don't take the minutes. I prove the minutes. <laughs> I prove the minutes, but I don't take the old minutes. news, new news. Yeah, so that. that's why I'm out here this week is because I, I I'm going to the Grammys on Monday. Um, I'm, I've so, been I've been on the committee. I've been on the board for like four years now, and I've this is I've been with the governor last year, and this year I'm secretary. Amazing. Um, Eric and I want to know why you voted for Iggy Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't vote. Really? I can't vote. I am. You're on, a felon. You've done time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is it, guys. I'm just going to announce today. I have a lot of pending charges. I am. I'm a what? What was a TI claim? Seven time felon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a seven time felon. Like like tip, but no, I I don't have any music credits. God, in yeah. order to vote, you have to have some kind of music credits, whether you produced, you wrote, you rapped, you sang, you have to actually be. So I can only go to like secretary. I can't go higher than that. Because really? I'm not, I don't have the. You've hit what the glass if, ceiling. What have, if the wow. president and the vice president die? Yeah. I, I don't, I, <laughs> I still don't think I can. They're going to say, well, you can't, we're going to get somebody else in here. You don't have enough credits. Um, but you know, the Grammy thing was, is, is great to be a part of. And I know the Grammys catch a ton of flack. And rightfully so, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, they don't get hip hop right a lot. Uh, this so year we, seems like a pretty good year, though, because they're get, they're starting to get it. Things are changing. Also, because we're trying to get into events. But you got the hookup tomorrow night. <laughs> Holler if you hear me. I got the hookup yep. to Percy Miller. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can complain all you want. But mm-hmm. what are you doing to change things? So people complain the Grammys don't care about us. They don't care. But a lot of people that say that don't know that you can vote. Right. We have a voice. Well, the hip hop you may have, not be able I to may vote. not be able to vote, but the artists control it. Right. Yes, you know what I mean. Um, and 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 people don't know that you 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 vote. And sure, there's a lot of six year old white guys that are voting. But now I'm trying to bring in new people. So I've brought in like you know to 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 be able to be a voting member, like a Freddie Gibbs, a Dej Loaf, Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, we I brought in Chance, Vic Mensa. Um, so you've little Dirk is a member King Louis. So we're getting younger people to be engaged and try to change it. And, you know, you can either complain about it or you can try to get in and fix the system. Can you do both? Uh, you can do both. Okay. I try not to do both because <laughs> I try not to complain. Can we fix the system by stuffing the ballot box? You know, they use Deloitte and Touche for everything. Do they really? really? Yeah, they handle. That's what I'm like. I was asking, like, hey, can you guys give me some tips? Like, yeah. what do you think? They're like, no, we don't touch that. We don't even see it. We don't know. Wow. Nobody knows until the envelope is open because it's Deloitte and, it's Deloitte and Touche handle all that wow. stuff. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a good twist of story? Um, man, I got a lot of twist of stories. I can tell you my favorite twist of story. Okay. He got me a cake for my birthday one year. Yeah. Yes. Which was <laughs> awesome. It had the fake short drive logo on it. Twista and his, and his manager raw, uh, got me a birthday cake. Um, I've been to Twista's like house. He's I've been just to his a good compound. guy, right? He's awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. And you know, I think people, um, you know, he's not like super outspoken so people may not know him that well but he's like the the nicest coolest dude ever he still lives in chicago he never left he never left chicago he's he's been there forever and he supports young talent and you know he shows up and you know he's a guy that we can call if we ever need anything and and he'll come do it um what did you think when you heard uh cameron shout out chicago it was awesome um well i one of my favorite things I've I've done professionally is when we did the camera we did a camera on show in Chicago yeah yeah and it was in February and we still had like four thousand people show up to like a fifteen hundred person venue or if, <laughs> no it was a thousand person no 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 five hundred person venue we had like two three thousand people show up we had it was turn crazy. them away at the door but so they all it? bought tickets <laughs> three, the tickets were three dollars what oh man it was a Red Bull show so the tickets oh, were only three dollars three dollars and a dream. That's it. Of and it was, in, yeah. it was, it was a awesome show. And he showed so much love to Chicago. Sure. And I thought since he's so, he's super plugged in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. he's the man. Shout out to Happy. Be the plug. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Happy. <laughs> yeah. He came to the show by himself. Really? He came by himself. He pulled up in the Escalade and jumped out of the back and walked on stage. Cause his flight kept getting canceled. He missed his flights. <laughs> he eventually got there like right as, and he went and dropped off his stuff and he walked in like his manager, um, British Rob was already in the venue. British, yeah. And I'm thinking he's at least going to have one dude with him. <laughs> he was by himself. Cameron's awesome. He yeah. is. He is really awesome. Um, so five years ago, uh, fashion week in New York, I went to a show, um, which was supposed to start at, I think at 11, he ended up going on stage at 
3.45 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm there. There's maybe like, I don't know, 10 people there. Um, and uh, he does like three or four songs. Um, and then uh, this girl I was uh, with, uh, Caitlin Hubner, um, she was like, I want to take a picture with Cameron. So I'm like, okay, sure. And so I go and I take her picture and um, I, I get on stage because uh, like he was like, yeah, let's just hang out with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, he's come to perform. There's 10 people here. Right. I'm going to hang out. So she goes on stage. Um, I was pushed off stage by security cause they were like some dude wants to get on stage. Absolutely not. <laughs> I go up st- on stage. Finally, I have the camera in my front, front of my face. I take the picture and Cameron goes, yo, this man's trying to act like, like he don't know me. <laughs> he goes, yo, freaky, you know, the real, <laughs> he goes, these dudes say they're from South Harlem. <laughs> What a moment. Yeah. He's the best. Did he you know that best. he knew you at the time? Yeah, we had done the video. Okay, you had done the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but like, okay. I was just like, you know, maybe he doesn't recognize me. And also, like, I'm just taking Caitlin's picture. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Cameron has always been the best. He always has been our mom. Yep. He's never no met her. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just That's a really he, nice guy. And yeah. I, I, people might find that surprising, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but same thing. He, You know, when we book these shows, a lot of times, the artists come in, and there's, they don't even know what it's for. Some of them probably, the youngers probably know what Fake Shore Drive is. Some of the older people probably don't. But Cam was one of the guys that com- that shouted us out throughout That's the night. That's what's up. Man, shout out to Fake Shore Drive for having me out here, man. Big up Fake Shore Drive. <laughs> and that was cool, man. That yeah. was cool, because not a lot of people do that. Um, Did you do, like, was... That, going back to that like 2007 2008 era would you get drops from people oh, for fake short drive the, like um, yo shout out fake short drive for me like on this camera or whatever we, real yes, quick yes absolutely absolutely that was when we used to do the like the handy cam little yeah. little interviews yeah. for sure we did the drop <laughs> I, have, I have i have a drop from you guys that you did on our podcast that was fun yeah we, was we fun. had that we used to have the podcast with david david drake, drake and, and, and uh, ernest. ernest yeah and you guys did like we played it every every <laughs> intro oh right yeah yes. you, you could just see the most blank look in my eyes i was like uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you didn't believe me you're <laughs> no, like, I'm like uh did we do that i'm like i don't know what show you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry yes, I do it was called that. disrespectful radio yes yeah. i do remember that it wasn't as popular as you um, did we do the gunshots? I feel like we did. Yeah, we did the gunshots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, can you tell us uh, uh, a good story about Master P? Um, man, I love Master P. Yeah. If you know one thing about me, is I love Ma- I love me some Master P. I love No Limit Records, but um, I can tell you a funny story about Master P. When I I had the crazy idea of booking him for the show at South by Southwest three mm-hmm. years ago, and on that show we did it was a pretty cool show. We had LEP Bogus Boys. We had a cool kids reunion. It was like their first bigger show together. Bigger than Drake. Right, bigger than Drake. <laughs> and a young kid by the name of Chance the Rapper who opened up the show. Man. Right? And he went on like at, you know, when the doors opened at mm-hmm. 3 p.m. But like Lear Cohen, Paul Rosenberg, all those guys came to, to watch him perform. That's the power of Fake Shore Drive. Right. Well, yeah. well, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, real but, real um, Shore Drive or fuck Fake Shore Drive. Fuck Fake Shore Drive. Yeah. But at the end of the, the, <laughs> the last person to headline, it was all Chicago show except for Master P. But it was crazy. Like 2,400 people through the door that yeah. day at South By, which is a hard place to get people to come and stay because there's so much going on. Um, anyway, I, I had to actually close the deal with Master P. Because Red Bull would say, they give, they give me a budget. And they say put it together, right? So I won a few months before that. I had been at Art Basel in New, in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. And who do I run into on the street late at night? Little Romeo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving a club at the same time. We're with, because we're with Trinidad James. We were Trinidad James at the time. Because we had mutual friends, we and this is when like all gold everything was like the hottest rap record. Yeah. So we were running around with 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 Trinidad James, which got us to you know we went to Puffy's house. Uh, what, dude? We all oh, do. We're this is when he was everybody was after Trinidad. We went to Taz's Angel's house. Where dude, we were went, you on a jet ski? <laughs> no, it was late. It was late. We, we were on that dock though. When you went when you went to Puff's house, did you have to take your shoes off? Yes, you wow. had to take your shoes off. He has slippers. Yeah. yeah. He has a like a bucket. <laughs> full of slippers like a very nice bucket like an elegant sure. wooden bucket sure. Sure. you had to take your shoes yeah off. he's not gonna put it in like a shitty bucket no, he's gonna no, put it no. in a nice one Fabulous was in the pool he was waiting in the pool Amazing. in leather swim trunks was <laughs> was Puff there <laughs> lie. was Puff there yeah Puff was walking and I was sitting next to he, he was he was wooing Trinidad he wanted Trinidad to come to Bad Boy, Bad Boy. so we go to Puff's house He Puff calls Trinidad mm-hmm. he's like yo come over I'm having a party because he has a Basel party every year. Uh-huh. So he calls Trinidad. We go over to his house, and it's like a nightclub. It's on Star Island or whatever. And it's like a nightclub. There's a big gate. It's like this massive gate with, like, flame lights on it. And working the door is D-Rock. 
<laughs> from like yeah. Junior Mafia, of Biggie course, fan. Yeah. Oh, it's and I'm of- like, D- I'm the only person that I'm like, D Rock. And he's like, who the he- who is this white guy like that that is like knows me? And like, yeah, we're with Trinidad, and there's all these people waiting in line to get in, and D Rock basically just opens the gate. Everybody's trying to run in, and they let us in. They're like, yeah, Diddy wants to see you, so we walked right inside. He's like, come in, come in, come in. Um, you know, he has this crazy table in his like kitchen and he had a full service like buffet of food, fried chicken, omelets, waffles, everything, anything that you could imagine. It's like 5am, anything that you can imagine. <laughs> and he's, he's like making sure that we're good because we're with Trinidad and we're Trinidad's posse. And was, I was, John Monopoly was there too. And cause he used to work shout with John, out to John Monopoly, shout yeah. out to John Monop. And, and like, he was like giving us like the, Hey, check this room out, check this out. You guys hungry? And like, one of the things that I, I'll never forget, he gave a toast. Diddy gave a toast, but he really isn't a real person because <laughs> he was talking to everybody and he was lighting candles at the same time around his table. And he was like talking, he was like looking and training. You good? Bow. You good? Y'all good over here? Bow. And he was like lighting them like around his back. And like he didn't, he lit them on the first try every time. Oh my God. He, dude, he's a special person. Yes. He's like a Harlem Globetrotter. That's that dude. It was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. He didn't that, miss. Like, usually you got to flick it a couple times. It doesn't work. He was hitting them all on the first Star try. quality wow. right there. Star quality. And you gave a toast. It was real classy. Stars would not like the us, toast. Yeah. Um, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Seriously, that's what he said. <laughs> so that's why I want to share, you know, this, this with you. Cassie was walking around in a bathrobe. Sure. Um, there was a just it was a ton of people there. I want Puff to to be like you know everybody wait thirty minutes after eating before you go into the pool like you know yeah. just everyone yeah. be safe. He was like yeah be safe getting home. <laughs> this is I want to share this me- this meal with you. I have we have plenty of drinks. Have some Ciroc. Have some champagne. Some mimosas. It was a it was it was awesome. By the way, of course he's always promoting. <laughs> always promoting. Yeah, but that, uh, that wait, was cool. Was Fabulous the only person in the pool? That's the only person I remember <laughs> in the pool. Like I said, it was kind of late. It was like five a.m. I've been out all night, yeah, but I just remember thinking, why is Fabulous in the pool? <laughs> But his house looks, Puffy's house looks like a museum. It's crazy. Um, that was memorable. But earlier that night is when I ran into Little Romeo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So let me get back to the Little Romeo thing. So I'm like, Romeo, how can I book you for a concert? And like, they looked at me like, again, who's this crazy guy? And he was like, man, talk to him. So they, they gave me some guy's number. And when Red Bull hit me up about my budget mm-hmm. for the show, I go, I'm going to get Master P. And they're like, no way you're getting Master P. <laughs> so I reach out to the guy that I met and they gave me a quote and it was outrageous. This was like a masterpiece 1998. This is probably what he was getting paid in 1998. Right. And they're like, we need this, Par- this, and this. We need parking for a tank. tank yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they ended up doing it. We got, I talked him down and because I had to write an email because they didn't know what South by Southwest was. Oh he was God. like, man, Pete don't know what South by Southwest is. Can you tell <laughs> us what's it like? Jazz Fest in New Orleans? And I'm like, kind of not really. <laughs> So I wrote like the email of my life. Yeah. It was like a 10 paragraph. Why <laughs> P needs to come to South by why it's important for him to be there. What he needs to do. And the next day the guy called me. He's like, Hey man, P want to holler at you. You got it. And so a couple hours later, P called me. Himself. Your star tech starts blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, so my star tech, my two way starts blowing up. And it's like, yo, it's Percy. So P calls me. He's like, I got P on the other line. And we, we talk on the phone and I'll never forget, he told, after, he goes, man, I, I like where your head at, little Wody. <laughs> and after that, I go, dude, Master P called me his little Wody. I'm good forever. You're good. I'm good. And then he did it. He had some ridiculous outlandish requests. <laughs> he had to have two armed, uh, off-duty police officers with him at all times. Sure. Wow. Yeah. People were coming for the Don. Yeah. Who's <laughs> coming for the last Don in, yeah. in 2000? That was 2013. By the way, the problem with taking out the last Don, there's no more. Yeah. Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo was like the, the secretary dunk. of the operation. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have enough credits to get there. But that was cool. That was like a dream come true, man. That was fun doing the, the masterpiece. Thing. That's he, amazing. He was cool. And of course, and you know, he still thinks it's 98, right? So sure. he showed up like two and a half hours late. Mm-hmm. But we got it done. Um, last night, apparently, uh, there was a Ja Rule and Ashanti show. Ooh, for and Valentine's Day. In, Ooh. Two, in 2016. Yeah. And uh, Ashanti had to perform for an hour and a half because by herself because uh, ja, didn't ja, show was, ja was running very late. They had two shows back to back. Right. So I'm going to choose to think that Ja just showed up, you know, half an hour early for his second show. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Lindsay Weber, who went, um, was shouting, kiss, kiss, kiss. To them. <laughs> she was shipping Javrul and Ashanti, not knowing that Ashanti used to be with Irv Irving, Irving yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, that's right. You know, I did a Javrul show uh, September. How'd that go? That was probably the most fun show. Really? Maybe my the most fun probably one we ever did in Chicago. It was 
crazy. When I booked in, people thought I was nuts. They were like, nobody's going to come to a Ja Rule show. What? I think do we I had think, the we it was the line was cr- it, it was crazy and everybody knew word for word people I hadn't talked to since college <laughs> girls that have never come to a show of mine ever that I've been friends with for years sure they all wanted to come to that one listen fake sure drives popping out here he's not pop Ja Rule's popping nah, out nah, here nah. Ja Rule's got hits <laughs> he does and hits. I I said I said maybe a year ago if Ja and Fifty had a show that they did together. At Madison Square Garden, they'd sell it out like in no time. Yeah, for sure. That'd well, be amazing. Everybody on Twitter was like, absolutely not. I know, but everyone they on Twitter's like, an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> that would I sell agree. out the Garden. That would sell out everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gardens, how many? 12,000? No. 15,000? 20,000? 18,000? 18,000? Yeah. For a concert, so it's probably like a 15,000 maybe. They would have to. They need yeah. parking for a tank. That's no, no, no. They no. need two armed guards. <laughs> armed security guards. Yeah. Um, when's the first time you met Chance the Rapper? Uh, the end of 2011. How old was he? He was like 19, 18 or 19. He was. Fr- he, he had just graduated high school. And did you did you see the vision? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Did you see the the? I put him. As a matter of fact, I can prove this because people have you know revisionist history. Sure. I can prove that I believed in Chance from day one because that a few months after I met him. I did a list for Complex Magazine, 10 Chicago rappers that are going to blow up or 10 Chicago rappers to watch list, which almost got me killed. <laughs> People were threatening my life over that list. People Man. were very upset about that list. Um, I'd like to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on that list, I had King Louie, mm-hmm. Chief Keef, Little Dirk, Chance, Vic Mensa. Um, Man, A&R's really were listening to you. Like They were listening. They yeah. don't give me a job, though, but mm. you know they, they, uh, they hey, definitely they have ripped offered. the <laughs> But um, uh, he came to my office one day, and I, I say it to say I put him on that list, and he yeah. only had one song out at the time. I saw where it was going. That's, um, uh, 10 Day wasn't out yet at the time, mm-hmm. and that's what I put on the list. I go, he doesn't have any material out yet, but this kid, you know, he has it. Um, and he came to my office. He was young. He was shy. But he just had there was something special about him. He just had a really he was really charming. Um, he was young. He was rough. Um, his manager at the time actually mm-hmm. used to write for Fake Shore Drive. Really? So he's like, "Hey, I'm managing this new kid, Chance the Rapper. Can I bring him by the office one day?" And you know, here we are later. He's and how much money did he drop off? <laughs> was it zero dollars? <laughs> zero dollars. There's check. no kickbacks. There's no kick. But it, you know, I, I've had a good career, so I, I I can't complain, man. I'm I'm just happy to see him. He's he's about as good as a kid as you. You know, he still always shows me love whenever whenever we see each other. I I can hit him. He'll hit me right back. And that's awesome. You know, I have a good relationship with him. I'm very proud of him. That's dope. Um, 2011. Uh, I don't know when it was. 2014, 15. Um, King Louis, who we've always been rooting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah gets a tattoo on his neck of the OVO logo. And we expected that he was going to be signed to OVO or something. What do you know anything more than we do? Um, what did Drake's dad tell you? You know, when, when, Drake, when Drake and I's dad were hanging out last night, no, um, they had been doing some stuff together, but there was never anything official. Okay. It was never anything official. Um, I don't know why he got the Al tattoo. I think there is another meaning behind it. And I know he says that Al tattoo saved his life. Hmm. Um, when he got shot a few months ago, which was terrifying. But, yeah. Um, you know, we went to a King Louie concert together, guys. Do you remember this? Yes, at Highline. Yes. Oh, yeah. The future. When yeah. Future was not Future Hendrix, Future was just That's future. Right. future. Yeah. Yeah. He was just Future at the time. And King Louie, because Louie was on Epic at the time. Yeah. Remember, right. we went back in the dressing room and Jim Jones was back there. Yes, and, right. and And uh, <laughs> there was also another artist on that bill. Um, Uncle Mur. No, 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 no. It was um, like Cash a... Out. Cash Out. Oh, yep. yeah. I'm cashing out. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, the artist Cash Out with the hit song Cashing uh, Out on the album. Yo, that cashing song out. still goes, by the way. What? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember what Cash Out's mother looked like and what she does? N- uh, yes, actually, yes. now I do. I spent like a whole day hanging out with Cash Out's mom. Did you really? <laughs> when we were in New York with King Louis, We were in, because they were all on Epic. Yeah. And they had this big Epic thing, and we were out there with King oh Louis and Cash Out and yeah. his mom, who has like, she's like a hair dress. Does she like what? No, she's like no, a she's burlesque a, dancer. That's right. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. So she, like, wow. like uh, magazine covers and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Like she's like the straight stunting, you know, model of the year 2009 or whatever. Shout yeah. out to K Slay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh all right so what rapper from chicago should we be listening to looking out for right now wait um, my, my guess is kanye yes yeah, kanye cool. west you yeah. can't escape kanye 
Um, you know, this question always gets me in trouble whenever uh-huh. people ask me this, like who, who's next up? We're not trying to get you shot. No, right, right, <laughs> but, like right. if it happens and you get more followers, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of get kids that I, that I really like that I think are good. Um, I think time money is incredible. I don't know if you guys have heard time money, not to be confused with Ty dollar sign or, or, or Ty who, you or know, Ty fake short drive. Yeah. Right, works right. Right. Some guy at some guy. That's right. <laughs> um, but he, um, he's, he's one of the most talented lyricists. I've been a big fan of him for uh, like a little over a year now. Um, he's starting to pick up some, some steam a little bit. And I think he's one to watch. I think he's really good. There's a kid, um, um, named Smino. I don't know okay. if you guys have heard of him. Mm-mm. He's originally from St. Louis, but lives in Chicago now. He's like kind of an R&B-ish rapper. I think he, he's gonna he's really talented. And then this kid, Ye Ali, who's originally from Indianapolis, who now lives out here, um, who we've been covering and playing a lot on the radio show. Hmm. He's really dope, too. That's I awesome. like so those to are imagine that you're making up names. <laughs> this sounds like I'm just making stuff up, right? Yeah. Ye Ali, Ty Money, Smino. Yeah. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> Keep Sounds for- like uh, drugs that the kids do. Like, you smoke that Yay Ali? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I'm cutting back. Yeah. Um, when can people listen to that serious show? Um, every Sunday night on Shade 45 from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, that's 12 to 2 <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. What about Mountain? <laughs> uh, mountain would be 10 to 12, right? <laughs> yeah, your math is good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Not, and East Coast, 9 to 11. Did you mean good, like... West Coast. Good, good music. music. Yeah, yeah. Good music, so... Yeah. Shout out to good music. Yeah. Um, Andrew. Who is your favorite St. Lunatic before we go? Doesn't I can't use Nelly. No. Okay. I mean, I guess you could if you want to be obvious. Oh, man, I gotta go with Murphy Lee. No, Ooh. the answer is slow down. Yeah, the answer is slow down. <laughs> hey, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Follow me on Twitter not too long ago. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. Wow! I didn't give him a blind follow back, unfortunately. A blind follow back? Is that yeah. because he's wearing a mask? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. No comment. But dude, St. Lunatics were hot. They yeah. they were amazing. Nelly does Yo. not get Nelly does not get enough credit. For no, it. you're absolutely Yo, right. Nelly has to get on the Thirty Hours Remix. He, he does. He should get on the. He should get on. That. He gets shouted out like three times. That dude, would be a great let's, idea. Let's not forget Pimp Juice sold like. A ton, he had like two diamond albums. Yeah. Damn, if, if they oh, were not even the actual it. product, I was no. like, <laughs> what, happened, what became of all those early 2000s energy drinks? Yeah, sounds crunk, like crunk juice. What happened to crunk juice? Pimp juice? Sounds like you just sold a complex list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, Andrew, thanks for coming through. Man, thank you guys. It's all, I've always wanted to be on this show, so it's an honor and pleasure to be here, man. Come I'm back. Here, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Right on. Thanks everyone for listening to Waste Time with It's the Real. Jeff. Tell people where they can find us. They can find us on soundcloud.com slash a waste of time or on iTunes, uh, waste of time with It's The Real. Yep. We are on uh, Instagram at It's The Real, also at It's The Real Eric, also at It's The Real Jeff. Yeah. We're on Snapchat at It's It's The Real or It's The Real Eric. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're we're everywhere. Just search for It's The Real, you'll probably find us, or you'll find somebody who wants to be us. That's right. Subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend. Jeff, who do you want to tell? I want to tell Andrew Barber. Really? Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, tell him, Jeff. Andrew, we have a podcast. You were just on it. <laughs> Go to Fake Short Drive, people, and uh, and tell them it's The Real Center. Yeah. All right. And be sure to rate, comment, <laughs> and subscribe to that as well. God bless you. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.